came up, right? And, and when it's going to get taken care of? It definitely came up. We know they talked about it, but we still don't have a timeline and the path forward is very unclear. So in a call with reporters yesterday, U.S. Trade Representative Michael Froman on his way to New Zealand, he just kept saying that they're looking for the most conducive window. So Mm. when is that? You know, it's really tough to say. Is it before the elections? Is it after the elections? The elections are a big complication well, in this process. Spin that out a little bit because there's there's kind of an unusual alignment of people not real happy with this deal. Yeah, it's interesting because when you think about who traditionally supports a big trade agreement like this, usually you have support on the Republican side and Democrats less so. Mm-hmm. And, and especially in an election year, this is a tough sell for Democrats. They want to be very wary of what their constituents think. They want to be wary of organized labor, mm-hmm. um, which by and large does not support this uh, agreement. And if you think about on the Republican side, that traditional support, it's been much more cautious or tepid this time. Mm-hmm. Remind me what happens when Congress finally gets this thing. There is fast track authority, which means no amendments, just an up or down vote, right? How's that going to go? Ambassador Froman has said he is not interested in renegotiating pieces of this agreement. Mm-hmm. He does not want to go down that rabbit hole. So then how do you address the parts of it that people don't like? It's hard. Froman talked about stressing how the deal would be implemented and enforced. He talked about highlighting specific companies and constituents who would benefit from the pact with lawmakers to you know go to people in their districts. And using groups like the Chamber of Commerce and the National Association of Manufacturers who have recently endorsed the agreement. But it's hard. It's really hard to change minds on on this issue, especially in an election year. Especially. Marketplace's Tracy Samuelson on the next steps for the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Tracy, thanks a bunch. Anytime. All that volatility on the Dow aside, it was kind of a meh day on Wall Street today, a very meh day. We'll have the details when we do the numbers. I was down in Texas a couple of weeks ago, El Paso, for our election year series, My Economy. I wound up talking to a bunch of people while I was there, including this woman. Gina Olvera. How old are you, Gina? Uh, I'm 20. It was morning, 9 o'clock or so, and Gina was on her way to work. Where do you work? KFC. KFC. She does this walk six days a week. She's studying to be a nurse. I cross for work, I cross like four days of the week. And school, two days. So every, every day, pretty much, you're across yeah, the border. Like and she's a new mom. Um, it's pretty, like, complicated because I'm starting, like, school and work and a child, but it's, it's fine. What makes her life really complicated, though, is where she lives. And what is? It's a short walk as the crow flies, barely a mile, but it can take her as long as two hours because even though Gina is an American citizen, she lives in Mexico and works in the U.S., I work here and what is more better is... How come? Because, like, the dollar in what is is more. You get paid in dollars uh-huh. and you spend money in pesos. Yeah. I met Gina at the foot of the Paso del Norte Bridge. It's one of three crossings between El Paso and Ciudad Juarez. More than 70,000 people make that crossing every single day. People who don't just split their lives between countries, but between the local and global economies, too. 
the life and the kind of job that I want. Prosperity. Providing for your children. My head above water. My economy. My economy. My economy. When you're looking at big picture, the American economy is enormous, an $18 trillion beast, as we're telling you all the time. But if you look a little bit closer, you realize it's actually just a collection of stories, stories of us, of how we feel and how we're getting by. That's the backdrop for our series, My Economy. And this week, some stories from the borderland, that slice of the country that's more susceptible to the global economy than most of the rest of us are. Just off the Paso del Norte Bridge in El Paso, where we met Gina, there are more than 300 shops catering to the traffic that comes off that bridge. Open storefronts spill goods out into the streets. They're stacked and piled and hung. And on the corner of El Paso Street and 4th Avenue, rows and rows of mannequins from the waist down only, all dressed in denim. I've never seen more jeans in my life. It's a shop called Crystal Jeans, and it's owned by this guy. My name is Jorge Hernandez.